Hello, I'm Mark Bassingthwaite, the Risk Manager here at Alps, and welcome to the latest episode of Alps In Brief, the podcast that comes to you from the historic Florence building in beautiful downtown Missoula, Montana. Uh, Today, I want to talk just a little bit about the new normal and ethics and the pandemic. Um, Early in the pandemic, I I penned an article, which is available on our uh, blog, if you care to take a look, on the new normal and really suggesting there is no such thing as the new normal um, and and just trying to encourage people to think about the consequences of change you know the, the new normal is really just a period of time where change was very very quick uh, and you know widespread uh, for for so many people but why do I keep harping on this uh, and honestly I'd say I, I really have some concerns about this term, the new normal. It seems, you know, sometimes you'll, you'll read this uh, in, in the news and people will just talk about, you know, it, it seems like there's an effort to have everyone accept that all this change is permanent and we should just get used to it and life is going to be like this from here on out. Um, now, there's certainly a lot of truth to that in, in some ways. But my concern is, it feels to me at times, a lot of us are just trying to get comfortable with all the change and just keep moving uh, and and not really think through, well, what are the ramifications of this change? And so I sort of want to explore that uh, in the context of, of our ethical rules. Because please understand, you know, in, in no jurisdiction is there, if you will, the, uh, the pandemic exception to any of these rules. You know, so just to kind of set this up, for example, mo- many of us, I should say, you know, when we had to, uh, to run home, now I've always been, I've been working remote for many, many years, but, uh, you know, moving uh, home very suddenly and having staff and everybody uh, go offsite, you know, we are trying to get the equipment home, get it set up and, and stay as uh, effective as possible just to keep, you know, everything moving forward. Now that's all well and good. You know, if we had to set up a, uh, a laptop uh, and, a, and a monitor or something on a coffee table in the living room, you know, no problem. Um, if, however, that's still the case, you know, now, what is it, 18, 20 months, whatever, we're into this pandemic. If the laptop and the screen is still there and the kids can come home from school or working, you know, after school, if they're homeschooling or something and and gaming on the TV right next to you and and a spouse is in the kitchen and can hear all that's going on, that's no longer acceptable. You know, a, a, a couple of days to make a transition is one thing, but confidentiality is in play, is it not? So I, I don't want us to get comfortable just for the sake of finding comfort. We really need to take some time and think through the rules. Um, so uh, let, let me share some thoughts. One of the concerns that I have, and I think we should all be thinking about, is supervision, particularly in the context of wellness. Uh, and I, I'm, so I'm going to come at this sort of in two ways. But, you know, prior to the pandemic, um, everybody, you know, the, the, uh, 
the study that came out in 2016, you know, we all learned as a profession, our profession still has some very serious problems in terms of wellness. Well, then the pandemic hits and, uh, you know, things just haven't gotten any better, put it that way. You know, it's not unique to uh, our profession, but, you know, mental health issues have become far more of a concern. Alcoholism has gone up. Chemical dependency has gone up. These are very real concerns. So if people are working from home and, and not as connected as they used to be when everyone was in the office, that's a potential problem. Are you addressing supervision issues? Um, you know, and, and is this a legitimate concern from a claim standpoint? Oh, absolutely it is. We see claims for lack of supervision and, and they are not uncommon. You know, uh, one that immediately comes to mind is uh, a more senior lawyer was several states away, working remote, obviously, and uh, he was just doing his thing. You know, he had his, his files and, you know, everybody sort of had their own silos and were doing all their, you know, taking care of their own matters. Well, no one was paying attention to this gentleman and he was uh, just slipping into dementia, it was getting worse and worse, and eventually um, eight critical deadlines were blown on eight different matters, and now there are eight very viable good claims. These aren't minor missteps. And remember, we are our partner's keepers, right? When it comes to malpractice uh, in particular, we sink or swim together as a firm. You know, one of the things that uh, really made a difference to me, and I've talked about this before in, in other podcasts or um, articles, but Alps uh, deployed teams right after we uh, had to all go home for, for the uh, pandemic, uh, the early stages of that. And I can't tell you how significant that one product became and, and will remain. Uh, even now, apps were a little bit more of a hybrid model now, which is not going to be uncommon for many, many businesses too. But, you know, it's a tool that we can use to replace the water cooler conversation. Uh, you know, sitting down having some coffee in the break room. Uh, we can just, you know, have a video call real quick. And sometimes it's just a chat. Sometimes it's to, you know, ask a question, you know, troubleshoot an issue, uh, you know, but it, 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 it facilitates connectivity between all of us. It helps us maintain our culture. There are also meetings where we can get together and check up on each other. You know, Mark, what's your schedule look like this week? Uh, Allison, what's your schedule look like this week? And, and you know, where are we all at? What support do you need uh, you know so there it's just one example there are all kinds of tools here I'm not saying go out and, and use teams I'm trying to share that wellness and sort of follow-through um, could even kind of talk about competency which I will in a little bit here in a different context but it, it's just using we need to not get comfortable just with everybody being apart we need to say okay how can we continue to maintain the culture of the firm? How can we check up on each other? How can we support each other so that we all stay on track? You know, matters can go off the rails very quickly if someone is depressed. 
or, or drinking more alcohol than they should uh, and start drinking during the day as an example. How do you think mistakes that happen? Okay, so I, I really do believe this is a very important issue. Let's also talk a little bit about confidentiality. You know, I, I shared this concern with, you know, still having tech in, in, a, in a space that is not dedicated to a home office um, in, in, in any work from home remote environment. You know, we cannot allow kids to be on the same network we're working, you know. Um, you can set up your own network and then have a family network. And, you know, so we, we wall this off. We cannot be in an area where spouses, kids, friends' kids coming over can hear calls. You know, it's, it's not okay to go sit down at a crowded Starbucks even just to get out of the, the house and, and take a lot of calls. And, yeah, confidentiality is in play. There's no work from home exception. At this point, I mean, I'll just speak personally here, but if, if I were in practice and, and had any say in terms of it's my firm or I'm managing a firm or something along those lines, at this point, any employee, attorney or staff that cannot have space that is truly dedicated to um, privacy and a work from home space, you know, a separate room, doors that you can close, that kind of thing. The privilege to remain working at home isn't going to be granted. Um, we, this, you know, I sort of look at it, it's, it's the work from home model, the hybrid model can still be in play. And I think it's a great thing. I really do. I'm, I'm a fan of it, but we need to have a professional office at home, uh, you know, a, a, a true office. This isn't, you know, a, 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 I, I, I believe that for all kinds of reasons, you know. So anyway, enough of that. I, I will share, and some of you that, that read and follow me at times, you know, I, my wife and I have, uh, are in the process of um, transitioning to Florida from Montana. And we're, we've been down here now about, oh, two months or so. And uh, it's just been some, uh, supply chain delays and whatnot on, uh, on the home we're building here. But uh, I, I will tell you, I, I absolutely would not even consider this. And I would have expected Alps to not even uh, say, hey, relocate, if I couldn't promise them and, and have to follow through on, obviously, uh, building a dedicated home office. And I really do. It's a soundproof space. Um, it's you know, high-speed internet. It, it is dedicated. It's going to be my Alps home office, and uh, you know. So I, I I I share that to say. I guess I'm walking the talk. Uh, I really take this very very seriously. So let's talk a little bit about competency as well. Uh, initially, you know, I, we can talk about wellness. You know, there is that piece. We need to stay competent and stay on. Make sure everybody is is maintaining. Um, health uh, in, in, you know, exercise, eating right, doing whatever they need to do to kind of take care of themselves. Um, doubly important again in a global pandemic, but uh, it, it really is something we shouldn't minimize. But please understand competency, again, there's no exception to the rule here, right? And while you or maybe several others in your firm may be very competent working from home, is everyone competent 
in working from home. And what I mean by that is, you know, often there are different tools now in play. We may have switched to cloud computing, um, email, all kinds of things um, are, are changing a bit. We may be using personal equipment, uh, whether that's cell phones, laptops, doesn't matter. But if our processes start to change, is everybody confident? Competent, excuse me. Um, you know, think, remember that, I believe it was a Texas lawyer uh, some time ago, and even the meme went around for a while, I am not a cat. You know, he, he just clearly wasn't fully competent at the time on video conferencing. And, you know, he since learned, is my understanding, and has, has figured it out. So we need to think, is everybody competent or is everybody able to competently perform their tasks, their assignments, whatever they need to do from a home work setting? Whether it's video conferencing, e-filing, cloud computing, uh, cloud collaboration, um, email, encryption, which really should be in play. Um, do they know how to redact documents? Um, can they use the case management, the accounting, whatever our systems we're using, can they competently use it from the remote location? So, something to think about. But I want to take that even further, this whole notion of competency, and, and, and bring this into the cybersecurity space as well. You know, it's, again, we are, as lawyers, to understand the benefits and risks of the relevant technology we're using, right? Uh, well, things change when we go home, and it changes in a lot of ways. And I will tell you, this home, uh, you know, this whole transition here in the States, and it, you know, I'm just going to talk about the States for a moment, um, has been the gift that keeps on giving to the cyber criminal space because of the work from home uh, for all kinds of reasons. One, just as an example, you know, people generally tend to follow the rules and be fairly responsible when they're using technology in the workplace. They know the rules, uh, they know they should, you know, question email and not click on links and, you know, these kinds of things. And, and, and they're pretty good at that. Take everybody home and it changes entirely. Um, we just let our guard down so naturally and it's just, hey, this is my home. I don't have to worry about strong passwords on my stuff. I, I don't need to change um, you know, and have different passwords for everything. Password manager, yeah, I don't think so. This is my home, this is my life, and this is my tech. Now, even though they're using it for work, it doesn't change anything. You know, but no exceptions here, right? Um, so that's just one example. Uh, home routers. I've had other articles and talked about this before are, are a very real concern. You know, so they need to be properly set up. So again, what kinds of things am I thinking about? The, the rules shouldn't change just because anybody's working from home. Strong passwords should be in play. Two-factor authentication. Password managers should be in play. Uh, VPNs need to be in use 100% of the time, um, regardless of where we are, if we are remote in, in, or even just you know out for the day in terms of mobile um, uh, work because we're at the courthouse or whatever it might be. Uh, we're on a vacation, but it periodically 
catching up with some email and some work. You know, VPNs need to be there. Um, again, do, do, does everybody know how to securely teleconference? Um, are they keeping their systems patched? I mean, all of the things that I've been talking and writing about and many others as well in terms of cybersecurity have to be in play and implemented at home, period. And if that's not possible, I go back to saying again, if it were me in control, the privilege to work from home cannot be extended. It's one thing to go home under these orders and, and make some things happen, you know, and, and get, get through the, the few weeks or few months. It varied for some of us, but, um, and you do the best you can. But now, uh -uh. It, 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 this is becoming more permanent. So that's not get comfortable with, it's okay. We need, you know, again, tech competency, professional competency, there's no tolerance, no exception for, you know, there's no tolerance for legal light, no exception for competency because of a global pandemic. So um, now please understand, I am not saying that every single person, whether lawyer or staff, have to be experts in terms of tech competency. But we have to know our responsibility as lawyers is to assure that everybody abides by the rules, complain of 5.1, 5.3. Um, but we need to know there are issues out here and then we need to go find the people that can help us. We, we, we hire the competent talent we need, um, whether that's you know, temporary in terms of a consultant to come in and set some things up or full-time IT staff, but we need to find the competent people that can help us to make sure we are competent from all these different settings now. The final piece that I'd like to talk about is really thinking about policies and procedures. And, and a concern that I have is that particularly in the solo small firm space, you know, often we, we create procedures and, and have uh, policies of how calendaring might be done and, and how you know, conflicts need to be checked and these, all of that um, based on the work environment that we're all in. And, and they can be very, very effective. Have you thought about are they still as effective in a work from home setting, a hybrid setting, okay? Um, as an example, let's, let's say, uh, you know, there are four or five of us lawyers practicing together and we have a few staff and we designed a system of calendaring that, you know, allows for uh, entries to be double checked, you know, second set of eyes, et cetera, because we, we want a process that makes sure, well, that seeks to find uh, the, the occasional misstep that will happen, you know, the date doesn't get entered correctly, somebody didn't glean a date off a document, you know, that kind of thing. So we, we, we want to try to create a calendar that is very, very accurate. I call this sort of an independent uh, yet redundant calendaring process. And it worked very well in the office because, you know, we hand documents over, whatever it might be. But in the home, everybody's separated. Now. How do we know that 
people are still doing double checking all the work how does how does it get around the documents you, you see where I'm going how about mail is mail being distributed and we're getting it you know this the, the systems change by their very nature that, that you know people are now spread out so um, I, I encourage you to think about you know are our file documentation procedures still capturing everything that we need is everybody consistent and you know a temptation might be to say oh yes well how do you know have you checked up what is your quality control process to make sure you know you might create the opportunity for me and say I'm a, a paralegal or something now you know I can put everything digitally in files etc but are you checking to make sure I am how do you know I'm not sitting at home having, uh, you know, a glass of scotch with lunch and, you know, maybe two or three more in the afternoon and I'm just, I'm still working, I'm still productive, I um, may get a little sloppy at times, but th these systems and processes, the heck, I'm keeping everything on my hard drive here. And oh, by the way, I don't uh, have it password protected, the kids are gaming on the same network, you, you know, so it's, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a... a, a I'm going to be low-hanging fruit for a cyber event of some sort is, is, is where I'm trying to drive that to. So, you know, are, are everyone in compliance with the expectations of file documentation? Are we still creating independent yet redundant calendars? Is our conflicts check as thorough? Are we following through on all these things? I, the answer to that may be yes. And, and if so, that's awesome. I'm just trying to underscore please the importance of, of not running with assumptions and, and thinking through this if we, you know it's too easy to just get comfortable in some ways when staff and lawyers and even problems are out of sight they're out of mind and they're out of sight because we're all spread out so I, I again there's there's so many things we could talk about here and, and explore and I, I, I don't think getting into all this kind of detail is absolutely necessary and perhaps even beneficial at this point. I, 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 I'm hopeful that you, you are able to hear me and, and, and you've gotten the point. So I'm going to wrap it with that and just say, hey, if I, I want all of us to be comfortable going forward regardless of, of how this pandemic ends, if it ends, who knows? I mean, COVID in my mind's here to stay. We're gonna have to learn to live with it just like we did with the flu. And that, that's okay. But that's, that's take the time to make sure and confirm everyone in our firm is responsibly comfortable so that we know we have done all we can do to assure everyone is in compliance with the ethical rules. And, you know, as I see it, this is just another way to, to ensure success in, in our, uh, our legal um, endeavors. So that's it for me, folks. I, I hope you found something of value in all of this. And I look forward to visiting with you next time on Alps in Brief. Have a good one. Bye-bye.